Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hey, this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like a determiner, family pet ancestry, I keep paying for it because it still makes me laugh, but all it does is point to JackieCation.com. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He's going to sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. He sings in the beginning with his wife, Sarah Cohen, father of one. Next up, Patrick Brady, going to fix this audio. Vilmos. He does the website, thejackiecation.com. There are many ways to support the Dork Forest, PayPal being the easiest. If you hate PayPal, you can also Venmo me, or you can uh, hand money to me when you see me do stand-up comedy, whatever you need to do. But if you want to actually give me money to support me to do the show, I would appreciate it. We're in the 12th year of the Dork Forest. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes. The PayPal button is on jackiecation.com and dorkforest.com. There is a link to an Amazon button, which is just a portal on both Dork Forest and Jackie Cation that brings you to Amazon. You order like normal and doesn't cost you extra, but it supports the show. So knock yourself out if you want to do either of those two things. Uh, I have not made it easy for you to be a monthly donator. You have to remember every month that you like the show. I recommend 10 bucks a month and then that'll be a hundred dollars at the end of the year because of November and December. I tell you not to. You can also, uh, get merch if you want a Dork Forest t-shirt or a hoodie. I have the hoodies in stock. If you may not believe me, you can email me for anything, actually, Jackie at JackieCation.com and I'll make sure I have your size in the hoodie, but the t-shirts are always in stock. Uh, there are Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts, regular Dork Forest logo design t-shirts, and a couple of stand-up shirts, Spooky Reading Girl and the Meat Shield t-shirt. The Meat Shield t-shirt is a charitable t-shirt, so all of the profits from that will go to Black Lives Matter, ACLU, and the Southern Law Poverty, whatever. Anyway, I have enamel pins for Spooky Reading Girl and Meat Shield that are not on the website. Email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com. We can talk if you like an enamel pin. Other than that, you can get my CDs and my DVD right there on JackieCation.com, the merch page, the store page. And you can get all that stuff uh, digitally as well as Amazon iTunes. And you can just listen to it on Spotify and YouTube. The Dork Force is also now on YouTube. There's the teaser clips, but the full episodes are actually on YouTube now as well, which is crazy. But uh, if you like to listen to a podcast on YouTube... Uh, attainable goal is what I guess I'm saying. They're also on JackieCation.com, my tour page. You could find out where I'm doing stand-up comedy and if it is near you. And the last of it, of course, is that if there are several premium episodes, episodes that were taped and recorded live, cost me a couple of dollars, so they are on Bandcamp, thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. They cost $2 an episode, and uh, there's probably 10 of them. There's a couple with Maria Bamford. There's a, uh, one with uh, Lorraine Newman and... Moon Zappa, and just a bunch of people, super fun. And if you want to listen, if you've listened to all of these and want to get a premium episode, the dorkforest.bandcamp.com. Enough. Let us get into the program. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room, you guys, and I'm with Carlos Delgado. Hello, I'm Carlos Delgado. Yeah, you are. And uh, <laughs> you got your own podcast called Pod Damn America. I do. With Jake Flores. That's right. And it made me laugh because, of course, Pod Save America. We can't stand those. Fight. Oh, uh, just, those guys stole all your thunder. They really all did. All your thunder. Yeah, in a jar. 
in a in a jar yeah. and with a giant bag of money as a doorstop. Well, you know, we can't all be lucky. Nope. No, and that's partially I think that's what podcasting is. <laughs> it is really it's, it's uh lightning striking uh twice. Right. When I think about my favorite murder, which is uh I love those guys. Yeah. But why? How, well, but I how mean, quickly they went to theaters about murder. Yeah. It's it, for me I love it and it's baffling. Right. And I don't I don't like murder. But, uh, <laughs> not a fan? Not a fan of murder. I but um, It creeps me out. Right. And, uh, but uh, they, I'm going to go on and tell my Uncle Tom story about how my Uncle Tom tried to kill my Aunt Shelley uh, with, in, in the cyanide. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, remember cyanide and Tylenol? I, I remember that. The, right, or the big you scandal. remember hearing about it? I remember it, yeah. hearing it in the news, yeah. Right. And yeah. so there was a copycat incident. No way. In Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. And that and someone died, and that was my Uncle Tom. Wow. Sure. People, by the way, you could go to my premium <laughs> band camp and listen to that story live. What is that? Bandcamp.com slash Jackie Cage. Thedoorcorpforest.bandcamp.com. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> it's a dollar for that story, so live it up. Oh, that's the whole uh, the whole album's four bucks because there's four that's stories. A, that's a five dollar story. That's yeah, it's, you are you are really giving it away. That's it. That's it. You know you can pay more than you like. Anyway, so Carl. Carlos Delgado, stand-up comic, very funny, New York guy. Yeah. Did you grow up in New York? I did, in New Jersey, started comedy in New York. There you go. That's yeah. gutsy stuff. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> it really was. Right. <laughs> Whenever I think about, uh, you know, I tried to move to New York to like, do stand-up. Oh, you did? Yeah. And uh, What happened? Uh, well, it didn't go well. Uh, um, you, uh, la- you landed? That was I, land- <laughs> I, I was living in Weehawken with oh, a, a friend of mine. Why? And I was working at... A, and I've told this story before, but hear it again, yeah. New Rangers, is I was working at a, an insurance company called Chubb Life. I know it. Do you know it? Yeah, I do know Chubb Life. It's a real insurance company. Yeah, I'm from Jersey. I'm not that far from Weehawk, and I grew and, up. So, yeah. Well, uh, but no, it, I worked in, in uh, the in, financial. In so I would take the path mm-hmm. into the World Trade Center mm-hmm. and then not blow it up. And then good, uh, for, you. good for me. Every day I'm not a terrorist. You're a hero. We all win, You're right? A I'm hero. a hero. You're a hero. And then, uh, uh, and so I worked there for like three weeks, yeah. lied, told her my mother had cancer, and I had to go back to Wisconsin. <gasps> you did that? Yeah. I did that before. Have you done that? Yeah, I was working in Portland in an office job that Maine, I hated. Maine, Oregon. Uh, Oregon. Okay. And I think that's where we first met. I was that working was right. helium. Yeah, with uh, yes. J.F. Harris. That's right. We met with J.F. Harris. That's right. Another uh, great comic. Good guy. He's been on the show. Don't know. No idea. Should be now. Uh, His dorkdom would be coffee, by the way. Oh, would it? Oh, that ma- the man is made of coffee. I've had... I've had a coffee dork on. He roasted and, and, and grounded it. His own. It was a dork. It was one of the first dork expeditions, I think, as a Seattle coffee dude. Oh. It was kind of crazy. Uh, David Crow set me up. It's a fascinating story. In other news, <laughs> uh, you did that. You told your you told him your mom. Now, is your mom dead already? I killed my dead mom. You ki- Oh, you killed your dead mom? Yeah. No, so my mom was dead to me. So... That- <laughs> Hundred and ten percent, my friends. So I uh, felt less guilty about <laughs> <laughs> killing my mom. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, yeah. But we, we're okay now. But Let, let's, exactly. <laughs> let's make people like Carlos Delgado again. No. Uh, <laughs> your dorkdom is the Great Baking uh, British Bake Off. The Great British Bake and, Bake Off and, and and adjacent things. But yeah. let me. Okay, Carlos Delgado, by the way, uh, is a 
is a is a baseball player that is for the retired. Mets. Retired for the Mets. So that is not your Twitter feed. No, unfortunately, you don't get it. I I got nothing. You got so it's ceviche poppy. That's right. Ceviche spelled like ceviche, my friends. C e v i c h e poppy p a p i spelled like poppy. Delicious. So add ceviche poppy <laughs> and comedydelgado dot com is your mm-hmm. uh, website and yeah. Pod Damn America with Jake Flores is your podcast. Yeah. And is it political? It's it's political, but also goofy. I think okay. our last episode was half Star Wars, half politics. Oh, and how could it not be? You know? Uh, yeah, with, yeah, because of Star Wars. The, the, what is Star Wars but politics? That's all it is. That's it. What, uh, viva la resistance. <laughs> anyway, so Great British Bake Off, on the other hand. Oh, I have only seen like three seasons of it, but it is a delight. On Netflix? Yes. Okay, so did you watch the most recent season? Is there snow? Wait a minute. Uh, I've gone mad because it was just... Things were... Did you see that? I think it's just leaves. Do you think it's leaves? It better be. We live in Los Angeles. (laughs) If it's snowing in LA... Uh, End times, you guys. Yeah, I'm If this is our final podcast i just want everyone to know that thank you so much for your support <laughs> uh, when they find this a million years from now when we are frozen in our in our nuclear right. tundra when the neuromancers are walking the wastelands exactly <laughs> uh very distracting so sorry rangers uh <laughs> back to the great british bake-off i just want to say we are currently in a climate where if it did snow i would freak out immediately and i would believe it if you told me right now yeah well i'm not seeing it anymore so good. you're good uh right. i'm gonna focus on you <laughs> deal with whatever's happening let's live in the moment let's live in the moment i'm here jackie yes do you remember when american idol came out vaguely yes Uh, i never did watch uh any reality tv shows really i watched top chef for a little while okay do you remember when top chef first came out yeah yeah right and you remember it was just like oh hey people are cooking and they made it competitive somehow yeah yeah and you know there's drama there's like a mean judge you know and the mean judge is like you know uh your ceviche is shite and so is your face you know yeah yeah it's it, there was a real poison in the well when it comes. Top Chef was almost not as it was nice as it was nicer, nicer. than American Idol and mm-hmm. all of and Last Comic Standing mm-hmm. and all these weird, super mean reality shows. Right. So you I noticed, remember those? You noticed the thread. You noticed oh, yeah. in the zeitgeist. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it either. I stopped watching it. Right. Yep. But then I found Bake Off. Bake Off. Great British Bake Off. Oh, just called Bake Off to those in the know. Also known Bake Off. Also known as GBBO. Okay. Uh, Great British Bake Off. That's also a nickname. <laughs> it's also known as Craig in some circles. Uh, who's Craig? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> We're just calling it Craig. We're calling it Craig. So the, th- the thing that's so refreshing about Great British Bake Off is that it's hosted by what has been now dubbed the greatest power couple in TV, Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood. Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood are amazing. Amazing duo. What about those two comics? Mel and Sue. Yeah. Right? So uh, Sue Perkins, which is uh, basically British Rachel Maddow and uh, <laughs> Mel Goydrick. They were a comedy duo, Mel and Sue. Okay. In London and in England. And Sue. Mel okay. and Sue. They're pretty funny t- together. Uh, uh, they're riffing. Their, their friendship is palpable. Correct. And they are a delight. They're... Uh, known as uh, big stars in the uh, panel circuit in London. You know, all those panel shows. like Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, what's my line or whatever. You know, right. Or, but <laughs> new ones. Who's that? Who's that over there? You know. Right. <laughs> Things that aren't from 1956. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> Never mind the who's it nows. Right. <laughs> so, so you combine like these dynamic hosts with Mary Berry, who is the, she was like the next Julia Childs and okay. currently is. And Paul Hollywood is just this impossible, real names, by the way. 
impossibly tanned. That was the most surprising thing about it. Real names. Real names. His father, Sir Paul Hollywood, was a baker, you know, in from the north. And, and knighted. And knighted as well. Oh, weird. I don't so know. So he comes from like weird gentry. Right. Weird okay. bread lo- of royalty. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what Paul Hollywood is known for, was working all of these hotels as the head baker, like fine hotels like in Cyprus. Oh, so he's a baker, dude. He, he's a baker by profession. Okay. And he's known as the king of bread. Right. right. So these, and the thing about Paul Hollywood is that he's so honest and forthright with his judgment of the finished product. Yes. If you were voted off an episode of Bake Off, that is incidental to the episode. Right. It has nothing to do, it's the bake. It <laughs> comes down to the bread. Yeah. Uh, so what I want to kind of cover on this episode is... <laughs> yes, please. Season, so season, uh, season six, I believe, or season five. Okay. Um, it was a season where... Uh, so uh, not so if you want so it's a season where ian okay there was a scandal called Bingate, where uh one of the contestants took a frozen um a baked alaska out of the freezer because it's part ice cream yeah to make room for her own and <gasps> another contestant's ice cream melted yeah. and he got so frustrated he threw the he threw it away he threw it in the bin and then oh, they made him gate. And then they made him present the bin. Yeah. So they were like, "Everybody present your cakes," and he just brought up a a garbage bin. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was like a huge deal. So, anyways, I remember seeing that. So that's on Netflix, and that was the amount of frustration in the man's eyes when he threw out that baked Alaska was almost like like the level of a Greek tragedy. Just <laughs> right because he started off from so Ian is a hipster guy. Right, giant, right. giant beard, always mixing weird, like flavors. bearded, like putting like quinoa and quinoa and pickles into, in, and... into like a babka. I'm like, get yeah. out of here! What is wrong with <laughs> you? You can leave anyway. You can leave anyways, right? But he started making his way up. He started using traditional flavors. He was like, yeah. you know what? I'll do vanilla and cinnamon, and it was good. And the judges were like, okay, we're you know, Ian is doing you, okay. You can do this because it, it's like it's like when um when I learned to play the clarinet in third grade, mm. uh, and I saw a famous clarinet player. Um, whatever, but he always holds it straight up like yeah, a trumpet. Correct. And uh, God, I'm spacing his name. Someone's yelling at their podcast. Uh, so it's it's Yo-Yo like, Ma, right? No, yeah, Yo-Yo Ma, the yeah. cellist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know Benny Goodman, Benny Goodman. Benny Goodman. So Benny Goodman, and I said to my dude, I was like, to, to the teacher, I said, uh, or or I, I tried to hold my clarinet like that, and he said, when you could play as good as Benny Goodman, you could hold your clarinet however you, you want. want. So that's the thing with Ian. That right, you need to you need to know the rules before you break the rules. Right, so Picasso. You, yeah, r- exactly. So you can't come in here, you know, with your weird flavors. You got to know how to make a good sponge. Okay? Right. <laughs> if you got, <laughs> who knew that they were just called a sponge? I had no idea. Me neither. I had no, I had no idea what marzipan was. I had oh, no idea. Me neither. Andy loves marzipan. I had no idea what it. What t- is it? Marzipan. It's Again, just. It's I just, have to be re- reminded all the time. It's egg white, sugar, and like uh, a little bit of flour, and it just makes like a thicker consistency. How so, is that different? from meringue because meringue has lemon or some kind of additional flavoring to it but it's beet and whisked in a different way well thank you you're welcome <laughs> the difference between marzipan and, <laughs> and meringue and also meringues are traditionally toasted so oh, okay <laughs> the, th- the other thing Jackie is that I come from a family of bakers and cooks my, oh do you yeah my mom is a very good baker uh, owned a restaurant uh, and still does like to order uh, food and breads uh, in uh, in our hometown of Newark, New Jersey. Excellent, thank, excellent. Thank you so much. And uh, I she has actually, like a home kitchen. She has like a home kitchen. Yeah, and yeah. like I bake too. Like I like I like to bake like traditional. It's wa- science. It's yes. And then when it, all the things work, the, when the gluten locks in, mm-hmm. and you feel the elasticity 
Ah, oh, it's the best. <laughs> Are you inspired by the shows to bake stuff? I am. So okay. I, I made for so for Thanksgiving I made a uh, I made a cinnamon um, cinnamon cookie basically with like a white meringue top and then macadamia nuts and dusted with wow. the cinnamon powder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but mine mine were uh, edible marijuana cookies. So oh. <laughs> yeah. So I had to label them. It's a whole new generation, you guys. Ah, uh, you know, yeah. I like I like so, to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. When you cook with marijuana, yeah. Do you uh, back in the eighties, mm-hmm. the twelfth century, back mm-hmm. when I last time I had them before uh, time was written down? Exactly. Back when it was all stone tablets. <laughs> Tell me, a wizened they one. Would, they would break. Did the sun rise back then? <laughs> but weirdly enough, in the West. Uh, so <laughs> the. Uh, do you uh, saute the thing in the butter and then put the butter in the cookies? Is that how? Mm-hmm. So when I usually make it, I use a double a double boiler. So okay. a glass uh, bowl on top of boiling water, melt my butter, keep it right below boiling temperature. And then depending on how potent I want the butter, I leave the marijuana in. And then, uh, sure. yeah. And then when it's done, I, I, I use cheesecloth, mm-hmm. rinse it out, freeze it. Well, not freeze it, but just leave it in the fridge. Right. Cool it down. Cool it down. And then my butter is ready to use any which way. I'm a little bit lazier nowadays, so I just go to the stores now because it's like going to Kmart now to those to the weed stores. Do, they just have butter now. They have weed butter. Yeah, they just have, and like uh, Nutella, they have weed Nutella. You can just spread it on your toast and have a real trippy you know morning. The best minds of my generation <laughs> are working on weed technology. Yeah, they could cure cancer. These bastards. They could, uh, but they're like, no, I want people want a weed. That isn't going to make them hungry. You know what, though? And- Can I tell you? <laughs> first of all, yes, that'd be great. Please make that. <laughs> and, and number two, my sister works for Pfizer, mm-hmm. you know, and she tells me the insider secrets. Just like, we can cure cancer. We just don't. It's not profitable. We have enough research money to do it. I was like, really? She's like, mm-hmm. No, they don't have a cure for cancer. They have enough research money to, to, to do actually it. work on it. To like really like yeah. 90 to 99% cure it. Well, like sort of like AIDS and stuff. Is Pretty much saying. to make it like man, like, uh, like manageable. Oh, my cancer's acting up. Let me take my pill real quick. Right. I have a friend of mine who's working on the cure for AIDS. I I, I, I don't know, <laughs> and uh, she's funny because yeah. I I have to disagree. <laughs> if they could cure cancer uh-huh. or at least manage it, yeah, I believe that they would do it. I don't really. Uh, yes. Do you think I, it's one of those things that like greed is not holding it back? I do not. I, I think that that is an excellent science fiction novel. <laughs> that is uh, so optimistic. I really love that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I believe love the too. fact that I did not know that Carlos Delgado slightly a conspiracy theorist. A little bit. I mean, I just have enough people like my. my right, you're surrounded. My sister's husband. Yeah. He's the lead attorney for uh, Philip Morrow cigarettes. He tells me all the secrets too. Right. Well, there's dirt bags. Yeah. And there's, and there's plenty of them. I want to go on record saying I don't think that there's. <laughs> Please do go on record. Uh, let the I record wanna, show. I want to go on record showing, number one, I love cakes. Number two, I do not believe that there's a conspiracy to keep cancer active. Right. If, they, if they could cure it, they would have. They would have. And and so, and so my friend who's working on the cure for AIDS, she was like, the great thing, cause, and weirdly enough, about a year ago, her husband died of cancer. Oh. Very sad. And she was like, kind of ironic. And uh, uh, <laughs> my friend Kat... Uh, she is Indonesian. Her oh. husband, um, Yuki, Japanese, and oh. their son, Hans. Hans? Yeah. And I said, why have you named him Hans 10 years ago? And she said, you people are always stealing our names. We're taking yours. What? Mm-hmm. That is great. <laughs> Hans. Yeah. Young Hans. Young Hans. <laughs> young, young Hans is uh, adorable. Loves the Minecraft. Why wouldn't he? He's an American. Uh, well, he's Hans. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Hans. <laughs> and he's Hans. Oh. Uh, but anyway, she said, uh, the great thing about working on the cure for AIDS is that uh, they know what causes it. 
And with cancer, they don't know what causes no, cancer. No idea. Ro- so, a rogue gene. Right. It's just a variety of things. And you're like, so, but if they, if I, I do believe that they're not throwing all, because we all donate to cancer research. We all donate. Every October, we're Every, always throwing. There should be a gajillion people constantly going, how about this? How whenever, about this? And when there, it, maybe there are. But Whenever you buy a box of crayons, mm-hmm. uh, at a dollar least, goes. Because the pink crayon's in there. Oh, okay. Oh, that's oh, the breast cancer? Yeah. 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 It's uh, And the only reason breast cancer gets work is because men love boobs. They're like, oh, we got to save the boobs. I, I mean... Uh, I'm, unsur- I'm unmoved with your cervical cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, my my well, lung cancer can go to hell. You don't but save... Boobs. <laughs> why save the boobs when you have to save the thing that makes more boobs, which is the cervix? Right. The cervix is... I mean, is, I'm just a cold, logical man. <laughs> again, science. It's everywhere Carlos Delgado goes. Thank you so much. So, bringing it back. I'm Bringing it back to science because what I didn't know about uh, baked Alaskas yeah. was that what is a baked Alaska? So a baked Alaska, it's I, ice cream and then there's a blowtorch. If I remember, those are the two things I know. You're two thirds of the way there. <laughs> <laughs> As Mary Berry would say, you need a nice sponge. So oh, interesting. Bottom layer sponge, uh, a meringue or cream. Another layer of sponge, mm-hmm. another layer of meringue cream, and then your ice cream. And then your ice cream is, uh, that's really what's good. That's the Alaska of the baked Alaska because it's cold, you know? Right. So that's that's where the pizzazz comes in. And Ian was making a poppy seed coffee caramel ice cream. Very ambitious. In, in, ambitious. Yep. As Paul Hollywood would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, very ambitious. <laughs> uh, but it's. So filled with ingredients yeah. that it's going to take longer to freeze. Ah, and that's a novice move. The man he was a, he was a noob, and I, yep. you know, and that's fine, you know. And that's one of the great things about the show is yeah. that they all are. They all, they're all noob. They're none of them own. I mean, I'm sure that they are all to some extent trained. Yeah, because there's no way you know what the hell the half of those things are. Even even uh, during this season that I'm talking about, there was a 17-year-old girl. Yeah, I remember she, that she woman. she was kicking butt. She was taking names, man. Mm-hmm. She lasted well into the... Uh, she might have even won. She I can't remember. She didn't win. She got knocked out right before the semis. Okay. And she made it all the way to the end. She was great. Right. And she kept like rising to the occasion. It was amazing. It was. And So talk to me about a sponge. So, uh, so What he, is a sponge? So here's the thing about a sponge. A sponge, you're going you're gonna to have... Define sponge. A sp- <laughs> Say the word sponge again. It's I, I will enthusiastically say sponge again. <laughs> so the thing about a good sponge is that you need to... Uh, so it's made flour, eggs, uh, uh, vanilla, a little bit of vanilla extract, um, and uh, it has to prove for a while. So this, this mix, this batter... A lot of baking is all the same thing. It just depends on how long you let it prove. Or, okay, um, and prove for, is ferment, rise? Ferment, rise. Okay. Right. It's British for rise, which is proof. Okay, okay. So you, you're in your KitchenAid. You're, you're, you know, you're whipping the, the bejesus out of this thing. You're yeah. knocking air into your sponge. Okay, and there's no yeast. Uh, oh, there's a little bit of, yeah, there's a little bit of leaven, yeah, a little bit of yeast. Or baking powder or baking soda whatever, or something. Whatever agent, right. Okay. Not yeast, because that's more for bread and the sponge's cake here, so I think it's just baking powder. Some sort of, yeah. Some kind of rising agent, because okay. it, it has to trap air. It has to air. have a... It has to trap air. Okay. Right. So, uh, so you, you know, you beat it to bejesus in your KitchenAid. Yep. You knock air into it, you let it rise for yep. like at least 30 minutes. Okay. And so it doubles in size. And then okay. once you have it... You lay out, you pour out your sponge, and you bake it, and that's a sponge. And that's a sponge. All it is is cake that you've allowed to rise. Yeah, and you, you got to beat air into it because it has bubbles of air inside of it. Huh? Mm-hmm. I don't. 
You realize I've never made a cake. Really? Uh, the only thing I've ever made are those cookies on the back of the chocolate chip uh, package. Super easy to make. Cake. You know, uh, no, uh, those cookies. Those cookies, yeah, yeah. they're, yeah, yeah, cake. And the first time I made them, I just did the ingredients in order yeah. instead of uh, dry and wet, and then putting them together, which actually fucked up the cookies, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I don't. They put they put the directions there. Oh yeah, uh, but, I didn't read them. But sadly, you, you, you know, some, that's the thing about cooking. Cooking, you can jazz it up, but baking, it's a science. And if yeah, yeah, and if you mess up anything in baking, your cake is flat, right? Or your cookies are are bo- weirdly. Old boots. Yeah, they're they're un. Yeah. yeah. How about the book Ratio? Have you ever read the book Ratio? I haven't. What is that? It is. Uh, and my sister gave it to me in an effort because she likes to make bread. Mm. And um, yeah, and it's all about ratios and making different kinds of breads by using math. Oh. And I was like, you are alone in wanting to read this. And then I gave it to my mother-in-law, who also uh, she didn't read a. Uh, it's you know it's like a cookbook instructional yeah. book. So you. Cherry pick, right? right? So you just read parts of it and go, I wonder what that's like. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm a fan of savory breads. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So anything with like bacon, cheese in it, baked into it. I bought a, a raspberry, a rosemary garlic. Mm. And then I, here's my favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. Take uh-huh. one of those loaves of bread. Yeah. Stick it underneath a roast chicken <gasps> and make something I like to call chicken bread. <laughs> <laughs> I've named it myself. Uh it's so good. All it is chicken is bread. it's just schmaltz and chicken, and it's kind of crunchy and it's kind of soggy, but it's the most. It's a delight. Uh, it's just the look, just that look in your eye of just like, aren't I brilliant? And, I, and I'm like, you are. I am brilliant. You are I call brilliant. It chicken bread. I don't know why. You know why I call it that? Why is that? Because uh, it's a bread that you put on under a chicken. Stop digging a strunk <laughs> oil. <laughs> you know they're they're making an American Bake Off. And Paul oh, Hollywood right. is hosting on That's it. That's right. Yeah, I think you should enter chicken bread. It's oh, a Oh my god! Except, except for that, that I would it would all fall apart. I watched an American season. <laughs> oh, you watched it? Yeah. And how uh, how'd you like it? It wasn't uh, it wasn't the same. But do you know why? Why? Because they don't care about the bake. They care about the drama of oh, the competition. It's an American thing. They've, it's an American they, thing. They, they pulled the legs out. From That's it. right. And even including Paul Hollywood. That's the same how like they told him. They said no, we don't care. They don't care. And so he's like, okay, I'll do whatever you want. I'll, right, because yeah. he's like, you know. So Bake Off, the seasons that you know, switched over from BBC Two to Channel Four, which is not BBC associated. And okay, the, and that's why the original hosts, Mel and Sue, didn't bailed. Drunk, bailed. Yep, and Mary Berry because they all had deals with BBC. Okay, Paul is you know like, hey, look, I'm just Freelance. here. I'm just here. I'm a freelancer, and so he made the jump over to Channel Four. Mm-hmm. It kind of lost a little bit of its. You know, like the kind of that magic, the magic. So yeah. the the current season, where it, which is over already, no spoilers to who won it. I'm not going to spoil it, but okay, um, it just didn't have the same magic as the original Bake Off. Yeah, and the American version is the same way. Well, the American version had that problem of of competition. One of the greatest episodes I think I ever saw the Great British Bake Off was mm-hmm. when somebody finished early and yeah. they went and they offered to help. That's right. They offer to help somebody else to finish their bake. To finish their bake. That, and I was like, well, I got to burst into tears. This is the greatest television I've ever seen in my life. And you'll see it throughout the episodes. Like, you'll be like, oh, Jerry, can you grab this? And then like... And people will. He'll help like uh, take the tin off the cake. Right. You know, or they'll carry it together. they carry it together. And it, it's, it really just shows... 
they uh, I mean BAFTA the, you know uh, the Great British Bake Off won a BAFTA award and it's okay. been named as the reason why baking has been rebirthed into British culture again okay because Britain is known for its bakes it's known for its candies and sweets that's why in yep. Harry Potter such an iconic scene was that trolley truck with the sweets and the cakes right right you know that's why you know everybody in England yeah the scone the, the scone it didn't invent itself you guys oh no the British were there that's right you gotta fold butter or margarine into your bake into thirds over and over and over again and that's how you get your flaky crust of a scone yeah but it's not not like phyllo dough no it's thick. no it's not like phyllo because it's thick it's thick that's so right it's not the flaky of of like a, a baklava or like a croissant yeah I, I said that you said croissant i did oh uh, c'est vrai oh, anyway so uh so okay so now we know how to make a sponge we know how to make a sponge now a baked alaska is a sponge with ice cream that's right and, and so then you, anything you make, else? Yeah. So a cup, you, you have a and then a meringue, I think, right? Or you said a meringue top. Okay. And then you have like a cream filling. So, oh, so, so there's a, like cream being custardy? Like a custardy. Correct. So uh-huh. sponge, custard. Okay. Thin. Yep. Sponge again. Okay. Stack a sponge. Custard. With custard. Yeah. Ice cream. Ice cream on top of the custard? Correct. No, nobody said to themselves, this is too much. No, because it's an American dish. <laughs> Wait, a baked Alaska is an American dish? Yep. That does make sense. Alaska. Alaska. Uh, it's either us or Russia. Or Russia. Yeah. And, they, and theirs are very unrefined. Right. You know? They're making a borscht. They're making a borscht. Uh, it's baked Alaska. It's bread. It is bread. Yes. And then they panettone, except that's, for that's Italian. Anyway. Fair, so, uh, but it's in the but world But they're always at Russian... Uh, I literally... Andy loves Panettone, mm-hmm. and but he always gets it at the ro- Russian grocery store, so I always think it's a Russian uh, baked good. Right. But it isn't. It's, not. it's an Italian baked it's good. It's an Italian baked good. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's essentially a, fr- uh, a, a fruit bread. Yeah, pretty much. But not... not I mean... Remember how like people make fun of fruit bread or what? The, the, what? the Christmas bread. Remember yeah. the Christmas? It was like uh, the, that Italian Christmas bread that if you try to bite into it, like, it was it, dense and gross, it'll right? And there was pull too your much, fillings out. Yeah, yeah. There was like candies and and, and fruit. It was in like it. dried fruit. It was oh. too. Yeah, it was too dried fruit. As Paul Hollywood would say, it's uh, it's dry ingredients with a dry bake. It's going to make a dry bread. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's, He's not, not wrong. wrong. He's, He's not correct. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I like, uh, it got a little, it got a little much uh, in the seasons when they were just busting Paul Hollywood and making him the bad guy. They were. They, they, I mean, and he embraced it. He was like, okay, well, I guess I'm the bad guy. We kind of, but that's, that's also the thing that they really embraced about the, the show was, uh, Paul Hollywood's terseness and honesty was refreshing because it was never towards the bakers. It was towards the bake. Yeah. Anything he's ever said has always he, been about he the didn't, bake. He didn't, it wasn't like he was looking for trouble either. Mm-mm. He, uh, it was, it felt like Mary Berry wanted, and they always said something nice. Yeah. They always said something nice about the bake, and then they were like, there's trouble. <laughs> Stern but fair. Yeah. It was like, this looks good. It doesn't taste but, great. But let's cut into it. Let's right. cut into it. Right. Uh, or this tastes amazing. What is happening? What happened with, with the presentation? With the presentation. Yeah. It, it, right. It's just like it's like a melting sludge pile, but it tastes so good. Yeah, right? yeah. It's stern but fair. Uh, like one of his, like Paul Hollywood isn't looking for trouble, as you said. He always wants to be pleasantly surprised. That's why one of his catchphrases is, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right and then he did that he i mean as as the seasons i don't know if i saw it from the beginning how many seasons are there with him and mary berry and the melon soup uh so uh, technically eight but there's okay. there's only there's only six i think on netflix okay uh and then the current one is on 
PBS. Okay. Uh, without them. Without them, just yeah. him. Just, just him. Yeah, and um, interesting. Yeah. Because I think I've only seen four episodes, uh, four <laughs> seasons, uh, which means I should yeah. go check out what's happening. You should go check out what's <laughs> happening. We we don't watch a lot of television. Last last night we committed to a new TV show. Oh, uh, which one? Uh, we've always watched. And we'll continue to watch until they take it away from us, the bastards. Agents of Shield. <laughs> oh yeah, I love Agents. of I'm Shield. all caught up. I'm really. Wait- I'm waiting for the next season. Oh my god, this season with uh, where they're in the future mm-hmm. is outstanding. Yes. Now, um, last night we watched two episodes of the new Star Trek Discovery. How is that? Because somebody described it to me like Stargate Atlantis. Oh, weird. Like they were just like it's not like traditional Star Trek. It's like they're hopping around universes and having fun. Well, they're classically... Well, first of all, it takes place in between original Star Trek and Star Trek The Next Generation. Interesting. Yeah. So, essentially, it's uh, it's the reintroduction of Klingons into uh, the Federation into Federation oh, space. Oh, okay. And um, that's the first two episodes. Okay. And at one point, Andy was like, see, it's classic Star Trek there. Why is the first officer or the captain going off on a thing? And I was like, because no, there's too many characters and nobody wants to meet everybody. <laughs> You, I mean, <laughs> if it's going to be a story about the guy who, like, then it's Red Shirts, right? Then it's yeah. John Scalzi's uh, book. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. But that's not what Star Trek was. It no. was the four people we knew. Right. So you got to send them. How are you going to send them people? What do I care? Yeah. If somebody I don't know dies. I don't, I don't care about Craig from Engineering. Right. Craig from Engineering. I hope it all works out for him. But it, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not vested. I don't I'm know. Not, he's, he's wearing a red shirt, though. Oh. He's doomed. <laughs> and, uh, but these two, were, uh, these two were great. The costumes are great. The art direction is amazing. Okay. I'll take, the, I'll take the recommendation. It's vaguely... Uh, like the you know how like Star Trek, Star Trek always wants to have the big issues. Yeah, they went with a weird. Um, they wanted to discuss racism. What they do? All all green lives matter. What do they do? No, no, no. It was uh, the Klingons. Oh, okay. But here's the weird thing: is um, kind of racist. They kind of went for the racists. Really interesting life choice, Star Trek. Wow. I think it's going to shake loose and fix up. I mean, because every there was a a, a complete dirtbag episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation mm-hmm. that was. Um, uh, Ridiculous. Even Jonathan Frank said that episode is a racist piece of shit. Wow. Was it like pro? Like uh, they go like imperial mode? Like they? Uh, like- well, they went. Uh, they were uh, Star Trek: Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean Luc Picard needed some vaccine that was on this one planet. Yeah. The planet was a warrior cast. Yeah. And they kept saying things like, "Well, they're bred this way, and they're oh, super the- violent, and they're all this." They went eugenics mode. Yeah. Whoa. It was completely brutal, and Ooh. and so. Um, and it's just a room full of white people writing this. Yeah. There was, by the way, the guy who played Worf. Yeah. Nowhere to be seen in this, in this <laughs> episode. He probably stayed in his trailer. He was like, he was like I, I read this. I'm, I'm good. good. And Jordy, though. Jordy uh, was in it. Yeah. Jordy LaForge was in it, but he does not interact with them at all, the people on the planet. And he doesn't, he has a totally separate uh, uh, plot. B, like point. a B, he's got a B line. He's got please. the B plot. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, so anyway, Star Trek Discovery, it, it's probably going to be fine. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, uh, I'm sick of saying this, but your hearts are in the right place. Blah, 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 blah. F- funny tie-in. Uh, yeah. Uh, whenever there's an Indian contestant on Bake Off. Yes. It's always a little heavy-handed 
addressing the flavors oh. and the spices that they'll <laughs> because use. Because of colonialism. Because of colonialism. Because <laughs> like Mary Bear will be like, I hope it's not terribly spicy. <laughs> and you know, it'll be just like an Indian contestant and be like, well, yes, I'm making a tikka-based uh, savory bread. And she's like, oh, tikka, you and your spices, you're so good. And like, it'll be like very overt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but part of it's like mary berry's like a billion years old right so like and but not an idiot so you'd think <laughs> that she would i don't know she she had a new show she has a new show out recently where she's cooking mm-hmm. and she was making a bolognese sauce and she put cream and wine in it and people were losing their minds they were like the what? italian meat and tomato thing yeah. that you cook for seven hours yeah what did she put in it cream wine? Cream and cream. cream and wine into bolognese sauce. And people were like, are you trying to make it into a cake? What are you doing? Like, we think like she's like... <laughs> right, she might be losing it. Yeah, uh, she might she's be. She's not making... A, essentially, she stopped making a bolognese sauce. Yeah. And she's making like, something else. Bolognese cake. Right, maybe she's making an Alfredo. Oh, and I don't know. But so, like, yeah, I don't, so her, I don't know about her faculties, but uh, I mean, Paul was always very tactful with the Indian flavors. So Well... I, and uh, and the th- it was uh, Stuart Lee is a stand up comic that yeah. I've beloved yeah. by me uh, and uh, and myself and I, I love Stuart Lee he's as well. great but uh, he does this great thing about how um, it's a whole long thing about immigration all mm-hmm. of his bits are nineteen minutes long mm-hmm. but uh, the the, the thing is. Uh, the thing about India that he says about India is like, oh, those damn Indians bringing a national cuisine to us. <laughs> and uh, it was pretty great. It was uh, it's to, better than that. To a nation traditionally that has that no has, flavors. Has no flavors, <laughs> flavors and has been completely mocked for the last 300 years. Oh, yeah. About their food and how horrible it is. That, <laughs> so. Right. And they're definitely like a projection of the end of empire. You know, like I like to compare our trajectory to their trajectory in terms of like TV. Yeah. They got reality first and we got reality they got like pop stars we got pop stars Mm -hmm. they got bake off which i think was a positive thing yeah and that makes me look forward to what we have in our future as well right right i was hoping uh that our empire could go out with a whimper too yeah uh it turns out might go out with a bang bang, because my (laughs) button's bigger than your button your button uh button talk i almost jumped off a bus when i read that so well uh this will this will drop three weeks from uh the day (laughs) that we were told about how how big everybody's buttons are (sighs) and uh and if we're lucky uh uh people around them haven't connected any of their buttons to anything hopefully uh, hopefully i i sincerely believe that there is an, a tacit agreement between generals that just a, a rogue dude who's like disconnect yeah just and... swallow the key yeah exactly like all right nope, not, not you <laughs> so no, much you're not the guy anyway so uh, so baked alaska have you made these things ever so i made a tiramisu recently now, uh what's a tiramisu i've sure. seen it tiramisu gotta bake some sponge Oh, is that a sponge? It's also a sponge. It's oh. mostly sponge. So here's oh. here's my tiramisu because my mom used to make tiramisu, so okay. I learned how to make it from her. Um, I include a dulce de leche in my tiramisu, okay, flan style. I was gonna say because there's usually a sponge sitting in some sort of sweet milky thing so that I get over at the the deli near my house. Um, it's a Mexican or Guatemalan deli. Sure. So I don't know what they're what that is called. Condensed milk. No, no, the the whole dish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, a sweet condensed milk. I recognize <laughs> the dish. I'm not sure if okay. I if I see it. I'll probably I can probably recall it. But, okay. Um, you have your sponge, and then you have yeah, yeah. an amaretto espresso. Oh. So it has alcohol in it, but you can make a non-alcoholic version, which I prefer. Uh, so I take espresso. Yeah. And then. Throw with almond al- extract or something. Yeah, with like espresso with some almond extract or vanilla extract. I prefer. Okay. 
or hazelnut. Yep. Uh, you 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 wash your sponge, your first layer. Oh. Then you put cream, your cream. Okay. Which you can make any way. I pref- I like to make a pistachio cream. Uh, for my tiramisu. Is this a whipped cream? Uh, you so, yeah. So you whip it yourself. You whip okay. the cream yourself. Um, uh, some people like to include vanilla in it as well. But That's, you do a pistachio. I do a pistachio. Okay. So it gives it a slightly green tinge. Okay. Brightens it up. Slide, slide that on. Slap, slap, slap. Another layer of sponge. Another layer of um, coffee. Another layer of your uh, meringue or whip. Uh, sponge on top. Then you take um, cinnamon powder. Okay. Dust it all over. And then you can do like a caramel design. I do. That's like a, a tiramisu. Yeah. And then I do it like a chocolate. It's Italian. It's Italian. Mm-hmm. Sponge cream custard Mm -hmm. these are the three main ingredients that you're layering Mm -hmm. okay over and over again got it and then a caramel uh, design on top yeah got it uh all right that's uh that's a thing yeah so and then just to finish off your baked alaska once it went ian's folly again was making too much of a complicated ice cream that takes longer to um have you made your own ice cream uh no i haven't but i'm intending to right because we have ice cream salt that we got from someone. Yeah. So we must have an ice cream maker somewhere in this house. I would uh, hope so. Right. Because I don't know why we bought ice cream salt. Yeah. Uh, I think because you need a special giant crystal salt, I guess, to make it rock salt. something. Rock you, salt. you just need rock salt. Yeah. I don't know if it goes, it can't possibly go in the ice cream. It does. In in, in the machine, it whips it, it all, it just crushes it, it all together. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Also, I don't know anything. A little, a little bit of saltiness, with, a little bit of savory with your sweet. Brings out the sweetness and right. flavors in general. Okay. Unless it's the mysterious flith flavor, umami. Oh, uh, umami. Oh, uh, umami. <laughs> I feel like the Japanese have sold us a bill of goods on this. <laughs> and, uh... Umami and square watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I, uh, I, I was at Disney World one time and yeah. they took us through their grow, their growing thing and they yeah. could grow watermelons to look like Mickey's. Oh, my God. There's but just... the square watermelons are just for shipping, obviously. <laughs> right? Because like, they stack better. That That's... I don't know if it's a chicken that, or egg situation. That's, I believe it to be a chicken situation. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's no conspiracy there either. There's no it's conspiracy. Just, I'm it's always, just the stacking of watermelons. I'm always looking for shadows where there's, <laughs> where there's no light. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. Uh, okay, so our baked Alaska. Yeah. Uh, we have your ice cream on the top. You cover the top of the ice cream with a meringue. And then the whole thing, you, you cover it like a volcano, meringue. Okay. And then you torch it. And then, yeah, yeah, blowtorch a little Blo- bit. Yeah. But then you got to get into the freezer quick because you just heated it up with the torch. Yeah. So it's a timing situation. Baked Alaska is all about timing. Yeah. And, um, and a big enough freezer. And a big enough freezer. And I, I, I want to, I don't know if any other uh, podcasts that have spoken about Bake Off have mentioned this, but I, I want to go on record as saying that uh, Diana did not sabotage Ian. It was only out of the freezer for 40 seconds. That's not enough time to melt an ice cream. Okay. Ian's poor craftsmanship of the baked Alaska is what was his folly. Right. That's what it was. And then Diana didn't come back to Bake Off after that episode. People, I don't right. know if she, you recall. She bailed as well. Well, what happened was she fell and hit her head. Okay. Old people sometimes tend to do. Right. And she lost her sense of smell and taste from her head injury. So she couldn't bake anymore well there's only two weeks in between each episode right yeah but the official uh that's that's the official story the official story yeah oh, from, from from the uh hospital that they have like they're like yep she's got a brain injury 
And, and so she lost her sense of smell. She lost her sense of smell and taste. Yeah, it's going to be real hard to cook if you can't taste your food. Uh-huh. And what was it? Um, there was a couple episodes where they had to make things, I think, that had meat in them and vegetarians couldn't taste them. Med- vegetarians couldn't taste them. That's right. And uh, Paul Hollywood was like, well, you got to taste your food as you go. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to know if it's good. Right. But that's where like I feel like experience will come in, you know. Right. To, but you're never really going to know. Yeah. And uh, I believe those people lost. They did lose. Yeah. And uh, and I, I think that that was part of, like, that whole thing where they prowl around and, and get in their heads. It's Mel and Sue, like, what's going on over here? And I'm like, yeah. as I'm pouring, like, the precision mix Right, pour, as I'm trying to glue, you know, popsicle sticks together so I can make a fence that goes around my cake. Right. That looks like... A castle. A castle. Right. And, uh, and it also has a working dragon. <laughs> it's actually a tiny living dragon in my cake. <laughs> right. right. It's uh, I, I brought dragonflies from home. Oh, <laughs> I do love the, I do love the custom, like, uh, cutouts that, like, yeah, I made my husband make this. It's shaped like a Mona Lisa. Like, yes. It's like... I love those. I love yeah. the ones where, well, these are... This is honey from the bees that I raised. Right, right. Or this is, you know, sometimes they do that, yeah. which is kind of, ne- it's a glimpse into weird British gardens. So I, and the thing about Bake Off to me is that it's like a weird episode of like directed by David Lynch because it'll be like the cuts that they have, it's like baking, cut to a sheep eating grass, cut to <laughs> Mel and Sue laughing maniacally, cut to Mary Berry drunk, cut back to baking <laughs> and you're just like, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty soothing, though. It, the music. And that's what it must be. It's just the imagery, you know. You're just like, okay, so there's some cows, there's some sheep. Right. We're, um, we're, we're in a park in northern, uh, you know, northern yeah, London or whatever they are. There's you know? a big, you know, tent. Yeah. And it's, it's very soothing. And again, it's, the show is not about competition. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. It's about and, the bake. And for me, it's about things that I never want to eat. Uh, I've yeah. ne- I, every time we w- would watch it, Andy and I would watch it, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Would you eat that?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, I'll just have a little small bowl of ice cream. It'd be great, right? I'll just have a donut, like from Seven <laughs> Eleven. Good enough for me. Good en- I mean, it's not. I'm not a. My palate isn't there, right? But the amount of work that went into these things, it really is. It's almost and inspiring. The planning." Some right. of the, you come you come back to the thing and you're like, well, I'm going to make a Japanese pagoda and it's going to have four <laughs> stories and right. then there's going to be a roof tile and it's going to be made out of brittle, right. uh, peanut brittle that I make myself <sighs> and I'm going to make peanut brittle and it's just going to look like shale yeah. and it's completely insane. And I'm going to make an Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda's coming in to give his blessing on it. <laughs> Finally died, that guy. Sure, he was dead for 30 years. 100%. Nope. So... So there's that one, and yeah. then let's talk about the the Australian one, which I've never heard of. So Zumbo's Just Desserts is on Zumbo. is on Netflix as well. And okay, it's, it's basically so this is a competition show, okay, pr- proper competition show, where a bunch of home cooks have to make these really crazy like Willy Wonka esque oh, candies uh, and stuff. Yeah, well, the desserts, b- d- desserts. Okay, so the desserts may have candy, may not have a candy associated to it. Right, but um, I think Zumbo is like this weird, almost non-verbal looking dude. Um, have you ever seen Fifth Element? Yes. Do you remember the uh, War Aliens? You know the uh, they would uh, <laughs> turn human, but if they shake their faces, they become alien again. 
Kind of. Okay. Well, they, yeah. yeah. That's it's what this guy looks like. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's stuck between transforming human into alien. War aliens? Yeah. Those, Is those... that what they were called? Hilarious. That's that what I that. call them. Fair enough. It's chicken bread. It's chicken bread done <laughs> fifth element Chicken style. bread war aliens. Okay. War aliens. Uh, so basically, that's what this guy looks like. And mm-hmm. he has a weird assistant named Gigi who's from Brazil. Okay. And she just runs around yelling at people. It's so not he's Australian. Mm-hmm. And she's Brazilian. Uh-huh. And it's not hot enough? It's not hot enough. She'll run around just saying stuff to people, just being like, <laughs> it's not cooking long enough, and just run away and like, just yell at people. And Zumbo doesn't say anything. He just stands there quietly with his arm folded like a, like a Mr. Clean looking dude. Right, right. And does he cook? He, yeah, well, he is not on the show. Okay. But he is known as the Willy Wonka of Australia. He has a, a whole line of desserts like okay. that, that are sold in Australia. He has restaurants. He has like big shops okay he's like the he's like a big deal that we've never heard of because we're not australian right right uh he's a local hero he's a local <laughs> local if australia is local yes well local to <laughs> australia <laughs> local to those 25 million people huge, on board. Huge. huge big deal big deal awesome uh and so so it's it's kind of more of a knockoff of bake-off uh as tends to happen yeah um but really what i love about it is just how complex the bakes are oh because you are making like it looks like stalactites coming out of the ground but out of like caramel sugar on top of like a oh it's all that it's it's that skill yeah it's like filgery you know it looks like it looks like a like a like a elves home you know like it's just like a bunch of like right. like beautiful things right right you're making essentially asgard you're making yeah you're making mithril <laughs> right yeah it's, uh, and uh and working with uh with liquid metal like t2 exactly okay. like yeah, yeah. yes like my my cake is made of caramel but it also glows if danger is near like <laughs> like it's that's the kind of stuff that they're making wow yeah so. and, and and is there and is it important to instill like are they like well you have to infuse some fun into this because it's candy that's the thing no fun no fun devoid of it like they're all like like you're supposed to like this is for children yeah and they'll have children run in as like guest tasters yeah like some rounds will be like and now the most difficult judges of all children and like <laughs> 20 kids w- with like little white you know like uh chef outfits run in and sit down and they're like yeah they're like they're like eat it looks like hook you know where, okay. all, like, where all the kids are eating the imaginary food <laughs> yeah yeah so like they're killing they're killing this food and like that's fun but none of the adults are having fun because they're all like we need to win this okay so so they're super competitive. It's like Bizarro Bake Off. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. it, it's all about the ba- it's, it's all about the Bake Off's evil twin mm-hmm. w- wearing a wearing a beard. It's the Legion of Bake. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So that's Zumbo's. I I think um I think if you really are into baking, yes. You should check out uh Great British Bake Off Masterclass. Oh, I've heard of that too. Also on Netflix, and it's Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood baking some of the things that they, that they suggested that they had people bake. Correct. Uh, wait, master class. Master class. All right, Great British Bake Off master class. Yeah, and so that I watched to learn how to bake new stuff. And how do they, how many seasons of that are there? Uh, I think it's just one season, eight episodes, but each okay. episode covers like three different bakes. That's neat. And a lot of the bakes are repeated. Like multiple seasons will have a baked Alaska round. Yeah. They'll have, you know, so. As yeah, so as- they just picked eight, eight, eight episodes times three. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a number, 24. <laughs> and so <laughs> if they... You looked at me and I'm like, I got nothing, Jackie. That's on you. you were, you're the one who was brave you enough to bring up... You started bringing up math. <laughs> So, yes, and um yeah, I think that that's um yeah. Yeah. I, so like cuz I I've heard that that's <clears throat> wonderful. 
It's tremendous. And do they judge each other's bakes? A little bit. They're a little flirty. Oh, that's hilarious. They're a little flirty together. It's just like, oh, you know, Mary, would you like another glass of Chardonnay? She's like, oh, Paul, you know how I get. (laughs) So they, do you think they're really friends? I think so. I think that the move to Channel 4 kind of broke up their partnership. Yeah. And I think... It was a dream team, man. It was a dream team. And they were voted again. They were voted the best duo on television. It was yeah. Mary Barry and Paula Hollywood. It just worked. It just really worked. Yeah. And I think they were friends in real life. I think you can tell when it comes to But they TV. got along really well anyway. Yeah. Like, they knew each other before Bake Off. You know, they were both in the world of professional uh, okay. baking and cooking. And, like, for conventions, they would see each other and stuff like that. So okay. it's not like they were perfect strangers. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I think just the changes that happened, it, it kind of broke yeah. their relationship a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And the new Bake Off isn't that good either. So, no. Yeah. I do like, um, like, uh, there's there's Iron Chef. Iron Chef, I grew up on. Yeah, I grew up on I, the original, like with the Japanese hosts. With the Japanese hosts, yeah, and the and, the, and weird and the dubbing and the yeah. whole craziness. Today's ingredients: octopus beaks. Right. <laughs> you're like, all right, all right. All right. I, don't know. I guess I'll make a stir fry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna grab a, a couple of shoulderfuls of these piles of food. All right, I'll get a whole cow. Very know. Hunger Games. It really was. And when you look back on it, you're like, maybe that's where she got the idea to put the giant pile of weapons is a <laughs> giant pile of food and, and Iron Chef. And, uh, you know what? The the people from the from the di- the main district do look like they worked on Iron Chef. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> right? Just because the makeup alone. The makeup alone. So and then I liked Top Chef mm. because it was competitive. But it was also my favorite reality shows, mm-hmm. and I haven't watched a lot of them, mostly because they're super mean and yeah. they're and they're super stressful for people. Yeah, Top Chef looks stressful for people. Yeah, but it also looked doable. Like they're like these are yeah. you have to create a dinner in this weird environment right like hey uh yeah i'm really sorry uh you're gonna be not grilling uh but it's gonna be outside it's gonna be 102 degrees and i'd like you to serve baked alaska yeah so exact that's exactly it it's that's just, what top chef kind of was right yeah 100 percent. yeah and, and, or it's a bowling alley but i'm gonna need a five-star michelin uh right it's, know, it's a bowling thing. alley it's it shouldn't be happening here and yet here we are and here we are and that's their twist and make a miracle happen Right, and here's a ladle. <laughs> here's Cook a ladle. One ladle between the three of you. Yeah. Work with it. Work it out, and, and then you'll be the king of Thunderdome. Right. It does feel a little bit like sort of, you know, the madness. Have you ever worked in a kitchen? I have. I, yeah. I was only a dishwasher. I was only a dishwasher, too. <laughs> Excellent. You know why? Because it's an easy job for uh, a comic uh, to get. you damn right. <laughs> or anybody, really. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a, it's just a job that you have to be willing to do. That's it. I'm willing to trade my life force for this. Right. I I'm willing to be soaking wet and reeking so of french hot. fries. So hot. Yeah, just hot and I'm covered in ha- half of my body's wet because I'm dealing with I'm hot dealing water. I'm dealing with water and food. And then weird gross food is everywhere. And then the yelling. And the ye- see the yelling is what I thought Top Chef was interesting. Mm-hmm. Because what it does is it 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 creates a a situation it it crystallizes that that pressure in a kitchen. Yes. 
where I was so happy to not be part of it, except for when they ran out of forks. Uh, so, <laughs> Cation, you had one job. Forks. Forks. We'd, we can't be out of forks. Uh, okay. You're over here, like, picking up rocks. Like, oh, look at this one. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, nobody's brought me enough forks to wash. I can't and, make forks. Right. I'm actually not making forks. Right. So, uh, the but the the craziness is um yeah because the yelling of the of the line you know yes. like the the chef is king you obey the king and right. there's no questions you cannot question you, the king right then and it's like it's beyond patriarchy because chefs can be women too right you know I I don't remember the switch of when like chefs used to be like these like, crazy eccentrics who would be like you know I put rose petals infused into my you know steak. It turned into like this Bourdain, like I used to do heroin and now I'm a chef, you know, like I have right. tattoos, right? you know, because like I've worked for those, like I've washed dishes for those guys. The too. rock star. The rock star chef. The rock chefs. and roll. Yeah. Yeah. I, there, it's such a weird thing because the cooking of food is so a huge, like the other thing I just saw is I saw the first one of Michael <laughs> Pollan's. It's on Netflix mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It's all the elements mm-hmm. and it's how the history of cooking with them. Ooh. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, the first one's called fire, oddly <gasps> enough, and then there's one called water, and then there's one called dirt or earth or I don't know, right? Uh, air, and uh, <laughs> so like the, all the you know, but yeah. there's four of them, and nobody loves sort of the primitiveness. That he loves sort of like a lost tribe of people <laughs> that are still cooking with dirt. Yeah, with He's like, like a mud pot. Yeah, let's do this. They're burying their food and then they f- <laughs> like kimchi, right? I right, mean, with fermenting it. Yeah, 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 and they're like we're we're going to find them. And uh and then I'm going to go back to my $12,000 grill and try to recreate it. Do you know that happened in Portland? Uh there was Oregon? A- yeah. Shocked. Yes. <laughs> No offense. There's there's like these two white girls who opened up a burrito shop and they like had gone down to Mexico and stolen a recipe from like this like local tribe because uh, the women wouldn't give them the recipe. So they were like literally sneaking into the windows watching these people cook, brought the recipes up to Portland, made like a hit because it was delicious food. Obviously, Um, I don't know. It's just like this like recipe for like tacos and burritos or whatever. And after three, but something was being done like secretly, right? Right. And after three <laughs> and weeks, they, they stole they, it. They were shut down. They're protested to shut down. Oh, because people are like found out. Hey, hey crazy white ladies. Yeah. Uh, hey. They're like, we're bringing the, and you're like, yes. Yeah, but there's a reason why they didn't give it to you. They didn't wanna. Yeah, it was there. That's theirs. Yeah, that's, that's their Tia's recipe. Yeah, and do you know what that is? That's stealing. Yeah, and if you could stop. <laughs> yeah, well, it's manifest destiny. <laughs> <laughs> manifest destiny. You know, that's my act. There you go. Uh, I was there all week. <laughs> and uh, I haven't told that joke recently, mostly because of the of the of the pipeline stuff. I'm like, why don't we leave the Indians alone? And uh, you know, we lost that one bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally lost. Oh, it. Just... and then Trump came in and we lost it even worse. So bad. Yeah, and we just forgot. Uh, uh, well, well, they did it. They didn't. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> they, they're, they're still going. Oh shit! Yeah, they're covered yeah. in oil. <laughs> they're covered in oil. It's burst. It's uh, very sad. Uh, but yes. yes. So, by the way, I'm talking to Carlos Delgado. By Hello. the way, it's uh, at Ceviche Poppy. That's me. And ComedyDelgado.com mm-hmm. and Pod Damn America with Jake Flores podcast. Yeah, I also have an album. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, called Featuring for Myself. <laughs> and, uh, First of all, that's a great name of an album. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's it's out on all the places and weirdly audible for some reason oh there you go because uh, i think we're like rooftop. rooftop yeah that's why so yeah there you go <laughs> yeah rooftop got bought by amazon amazon owns audible uh it all makes go. it all it's makes a, sense it's now. a corporate chain that carlos delgado is part of hey i'm suckling on the corporate team <laughs> nom, 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 nom. exactly i hope your sound exchange money is real 
and a so. It's in Bitcoin. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so here's my here's my new question. What's up? Uh, regarding ceviche papi. Yeah. Can you make ceviche? I can. Okay. I can make three kinds, Mexican, Peruvian, and Ecuadorian. Uh, what is your ancestry? Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian. Mm-hmm. That's right there on the uh, uh, the old the, equator. The old equator. Yeah, we're not a creative people. No, no. It's <laughs> we, a. I'm from South Milwaukee. Don't worry about uh, it. So, <laughs> the journey continues. Humanity is the same the world over. Brown, white. We're all a little, little. We're all not that bright. Chicken bread. Chicken. <laughs> right. A warrior aliens. Warrior aliens. <laughs> so ceviche. So mm-hmm. what's uh, Ecuadorian ceviche? So it's. Traditionally, it's just cooked in lime juice. You could take scallops and shrimp and onions yeah, uh, yeah. and cook it in the lime juice. Yeah, so yeah. it's cold. It's served cold. And that's pretty much it. It's very and straightforward. Cooked or marinated so, un- until it cooks. So technically, it's marinated until cooked because yeah. the, the acidity of the lime juice cooks the seafood. That's it. So you don't have to heat it up. So that's Ecuadorian. That's Ecuadorian. What's, so. What are the other two? So Mexican has lemons instead of limes. Oh, interesting. And then Peruvian style is just different types of ingredients oh that uh, more spices yeah or- more more spices but also they'll have like instead of scallops it'll be scallions or something <laughs> Incans. So, yeah those Incans. you know they're like hey we're gonna get some uh, herbs you know we might be in the mountains but we're gonna trek down get some scrimps <laughs> make some ceviche up here what's that white right. people oh no and oh shit <laughs> we're sorry we built the road so yeah. good you guys want some pox in your soup uh, oh. boo yeah 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 so so i can make ceviche yeah Oh, that's not awesome. Mm-hmm. So now I want to, uh, I actually want to try a sponge. You want to try to make a sponge? I kind of want to make a sponge now. Go, so honestly, go for height. You're going to, you're going to want to go for volume and height. Uh, let it, let it rise as best as you can really beat the, do you have a kitchen aid? Oh, I got a, yeah. I got a handheld mixer. You have a handheld mixer? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. It'll work. Like, a, yeah. The kitchen, just, just stick it out. Just, yeah. Just really get in there <laughs> until you start to see bubbles. Okay. When you see bubbles and you know you've put enough air into your sponge, right. um, I would just Google any sponge recipe. Andy's uh, cousin made this thing called hummingbird cake for Christmas. Ooh. And, what is that? Uh, that's uh, too sweet. Too sweet? Uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Hummingbirds probably love it because they're all about sugar. <laughs> they're all about that nectar. <laughs> they're all about that nectar. That's right. They're all about that <laughs> nectar. And so, but the uh, uh, it's pineapples uh-huh. and Ooh, pineapples. Uh, something's happening. Yeah, you, you can take a look at it. There's a couple pieces. I've been. I ate through most of the pies. Uh, Andy's mom makes a. She bakes a lot. She makes an amazing uh, English muffin. Okay. She makes an amazing sourdough bread. Do you know English muffins not really English? It's American. Is it also American? Yeah. And it's not real. It's not English at all. They, uh, don't, they don't have English muffins in England. Well, that makes... We just made it up because well, they make it sound French fancy. Fries. No, well, but uh, they do have frites in France. They have potatoes. They have, pota- they have potatoes that are fried and they yeah. happen to be fried shaped. Right. But not really truly like French fries. Like, like they like didn't American. come from France. No. Yeah. So, but, and no. neither did English muffins, by God. And, uh, and that's fine. But they are delicious. They Because they great. got uh, tiny little crooks and nannies. Nannies and crooks? That's <laughs> not... What? Is, is it crooks and uh, nooks and crannies nooks and crannies yeah i'm not employing here's, cr- nannies as crooks here's the thing i heard that and it sounded right in my mind too you dyslexia fixed it i did i like it <laughs> my mind is literally a sieve these days uh, i don't know what to tell you terrigen so, mists okay so no! <laughs> my mom too yeah what are you gonna do uh so yeah a good sponge a lot of air bubbles and make sure your sponge doesn't get wet a wet sponge is not a good sponge. It doesn't hold up. It it how how could it get wet? 
it, de- it just depends on your fillings or whatever mixes you're making. Oh, so my so that you know oh, how so so keep it separate from whatever you're putting on top of it. Keep it separated. Like if, it's a, if I put like a raspberry jelly in between, put put like a meringue or put like a cream on top of that to prevent the raspberry from soaking into the sponge because the sponge will lose its air. So the, like the cream won't do that. The cream won't fall. Nope. Oh, interesting. A, a cream, like a thick cream or yeah. meringue, it won't it won't sink. It'll float right on top. Fascinating. Yeah. The okay. only exception to the rule is like a tiramisu where you're purposefully soaking espresso yes. into it because you're that brushing just gives, it. you're brushing it on yeah. top. Yeah. So then you're doing it. You're doing it. You're really doing it. <laughs> you're making it happen. A hundred percent. Carl still got out. It has been an hour. Oh, no. Yes. It was uh, so fun, though. It was really fun. And uh, people, get out there. I'm featuring for myself, Pod Damn America, at Ceviche Poppy. ComedyDelgado.com. These are all the things in a row that uh, it's essentially it's an attainable goal to find <laughs> Carlos Delgado. <laughs> and you should do it because he's great. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. We why don't we just call that as the end of the show?